This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jake Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say J.U. Ice. Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. If you leave me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? It's your man, Dame Gone Wild. The pride of PA, the West Side landlord. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador. Bobby Bage, your mama's favorite dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see, Otis. Yeah. Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast. I'm on one today. 76. Yeah, man, we about to get on one. This is the Warren Sapp episode. He wore 76 <laughs> back in college at University of Miami. We'll take that. And I'm coming off a high wave because shout out to Unsavory Antics and Views from the Thick. Um, my homeboy, Hey Verge, Judy, Cheyenne was here last week. We played, we played Jeopardy for the culture, yep, and yep. I washed y'all asses. Hey, I'm yo. still riding high off that victory. Hey, man, shout out to them, man. That was um, that was definitely an unsavory antics idea, and you know what I'm saying? We we shared the episode. Shout out to them. Dope idea. Uh, very creative and very fun. Yeah, they want to do it again, and Verge, like, we're going to s- switch it up. Like, Judy will do the questions. I'm You'll cool. sit in this time, so we'll we'll sweep it on both ends. That's what's up, you know. Because we don't fucking lose. I, I don't, I've never lost anything. <laughs> we might life. be the smartest niggas in Detroit. Hey, man, listen. People who views oppose mine are two things, wrong and stupid. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, so how was your week, man, we other than that win? Uh, you know, week was pretty good. Still going back and forth with my pops. So, you know, if y'all really still fuck with me, just just say a prayer for the Husky homebreaker. Okay. That uh things things will get better on that end. But other than that, man, you know, I ain't shit up. I just, you know, had a good week. Uh kids good, money straight, no mm-hmm. jail. Shit. You know, I'm still stuck between the sky and the ground, so niggas doing well. Absolutely. I ain't got no complaints. God gave me another day. For sure, for sure. Uh man, I've been chilling, man. I've been off all week, you know. How did vacation feel? You know, it was cool. I got to work uh, my second gig, my independent hustle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Studios is, is running. We up. We doing good We keep business. that rent paid every month. Absolutely. We keep that rent paid every month. And um, just trying to replace my real real job with this side gun. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in a position where I don't have to work for nobody else no more. I almost did it on my own because I told you for my birthday I wanted to shave my head bald and tattoo the side of my head. Mm. Neither of which happened because shout out to my barber, D. He refused to just let me let go of the hair just yet because he's still trying to get that money every week. And I'm going to plug you to somebody online um, who did that exact same thing, tattooed his whole face, did everything to force himself. And people thought he was crazy when he did it, to force himself not to be able to work in corporate America no more. Right now he's a millionaire traveling the world. Used to be a ex-game banger turned um, motivational speaker, author, um, writer, black 
power, everything. So just, okay. yeah. I don't want to tattoo my face because I feel like I'm still handsome than a motherfucker. But at least the side of my head, I'm going a, I'm to a throw something up there sooner than later. Yeah. Just Man, watch. You, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. You ready for Thanksgiving, fam? No, nah, I don't really fuck with I don't like the holidays. I think we, we've briefly had this conversation. I don't really fuck with the holidays. Do you like it's your family? It's just dinner. It's just dinner. Do yeah, you I like, like my, your family. Yeah. Do, is your family there when you guys eat dinner? Yeah, but now that like my kids are getting older and shit, like for the most part they do Thanksgiving with, you know, their mothers. So I mean I just house hop. Hey yeah. man, you need to keep the kids. Have them um hang out with your side of the family. I mean they do. They'll they'll come over like and have dinner with us, but like so it's my, important for them. It may not be important for you, it's important for them. Yeah, yeah. And I and I try and pop up wherever they at, but like since my old man in the hospital, I don't think yeah. we gonna if he come home this week, I don't think we're gonna do like a full fucking spread. Cause my family is like my media family is just real small. Like it's just me, my old man and my sister. I I got a cousin, but she like seventeen years younger than me. So I mean it's a huge Gap between her and I, not to say I don't fuck with her, I don't love her, but I mean, 20 or so, so she'll be all right, yeah. But I mean, it's just different, like, she's closer to my son age than she is to my age, so I mean, but yeah, we probably do a little spread. But after that, I'm picking up my plate, I'm gonna smoke a blunt, and I'm hitting the next house, I'm knocking on doors, Mm. I bring my own Tupperware. That's what's up, I actually got to work on Thanksgiving that night, fuck that. So I thought I finished eating and everything. Go sleep at work. Take a leftover plate to work. (laughs) Take a nap. Man, fuck that job. (laughs) Um, But uh, sorry, man. Let's talk about this week, man. And (laughs) and, and, um, I've been waiting. Let's talk about it. But let's get through some little tiny shit first. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was on SNL last week. Did you get a chance to check it out? I did. I'm a huge fan of Tiffany Haddish. I'm a huge fan of black women winning. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. 100%. I love. I love to see black, black women is God. She is, and I love to see black women doing their thing. And Tiffany Haddish is like on the top of my list of people that I love and love to fuck with. She's hilarious, and I just feel like she just got like a you know like certain people they just walk in a room mm-hmm. and their vibe their aura just changes the energy. And she like one of them people. I don't really fuck with Saturday Night Live like that because it yeah but it's she, gonna be good this weekend. Yeah, Chance the Rapper is hosting this weekend, and Eminem yeah. Is the uh, the musical guest, but like I'm, I love Tiffany Haddish. I'm fucking with it. Whatever she's on right now, I'm riding that wave. Uh, it's two things about that Saturday Night Live. So let's talk about it. Okay, what's uh, <laughs> uh, so two things is she's the first black female comedian ever to host. Host, yeah, that's some fucked up shit. That's it some is. bullshit on SNL. How long has SNL been out? Like fifty. Like it. Ain't, Wanda Sykes, fucking Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like y'all, Whoopi had never hosted this shit. One black female comedian couldn't host, nigga. What? Like somebody should call. Nobody said nothing about that. I mean, it was a, hey, she's the first. I'm like, but wait a minute, nigga. What? Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's some other funny African American com- female comedians I can think of? Maybe some more had a good run back Absolutely. in the day. You can throw up. What shit you got? Leslie Jones on the actual. She's actually on the show. Yeah. I, apparently, you must have thought she was funny to add her to the actual show. Yeah, but I mean that the host brings in a whole different, a whole different uh, audience. But I don't know, man. I, mean, I Wanda, just Wanda, Wanda Sykes could pull. I don't think Wanda Sykes is that funny. She's but hilarious to me. I well, know, I know you. You well said in the that past. Before. Yeah, she kind of switched her whole game up. Now her whole game is kind of like political. Humor and shit, but like and before she came out and all the other bullshit, she I don't know. 
She was just really, really funny. There's just other black female a, comedians that could have done this shit before. And uh, I thought she was, she's probably like my favorite, or once was my favorite. Okay. Um, but I thought that was weird. You know what I'm saying? That this is the very first time, and the, that was like a story, but no one said why. You trying uh, to tell me that black women ain't funny? Like, I don't know, man. I can name a lot of black. Adele Givens. <laughs> You was funny as fuck. But uh, how you never had Whoopi Hope? Whoopi Goldberg ain't never hosted. I don't know that. That, that just seemed that, that seemed strange. She from New York City, dog. Like, come on. Like, niggas ain't fucking seats with, at the garden. Every like niggas ain't fucking with Whoopi ghosts? like that. <laughs> Nigga, uh, fucking sister. Remember act? she did that that sister one, act too. <laughs> Eddie, yeah. when she was the coach of the Knicks. Like how Whoopi Goldberg ain't never make it. I mean, niggas That's ain't interesting. Niggas not trying. Whoopi must have did something. Like she. She pissed the wrong motherfucker off. Niggas trying to blackball Whoopi. I don't know, man. So but, the other thing about it was, uh, so Tiffany Haddish, man, I like her. I think she's funny, man. Um, sometimes I'm uncomfortable with the laughs that she get. Because we like, because I like that ghetto shit sometimes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I can, uh, I can appreciate that shit, and I understand the humor in it, and I understand the realness in it. But some folks, I think, just not laughing with us. They laughing yeah, at us. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I want, I want, I want to start hearing her tell just jokes. She's got a really interesting backstory, and oh, she fucking amazing. Yeah, and well, she, I won't even say amazing because it's, it's just crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's just fucking. Cra- but a lot of comedians, a lot of their material was bore from like tragedy. Yeah. Or did you watch fucked her, up shit that's her, happened? Um, her Showtime special. Yeah, yeah. How'd you like it? Yeah, it was all right. I, I was wanting, I wanted more jokes yeah. than less. It was all right. Like I wasn't I wasn't like uh I didn't want to watch the shit, but I mean, it was just cool. I thought like she was holding back a little bit. I like I would like to see her I'd like to see her have like her Eddie Murphy moment, like her raw, her yeah. delirious. Cuz like I first of all, when women get to talking and when when let me let me rephrase that because when women get to talking, that that shit sounds problematic as fuck. But like when female comedians get to going off, like when I think of like female comedians, I look at the shit that I grew up on. Like I'm a Def Jam comedy kid, you know what I'm saying? Like absolutely, I, that's the shit that that I remember as comedy, Uptown Comedy Club, yeah, B- Comic View, B- like, Comic View, yeah, like shit like that. I would want to see her like in a more I raw, like, un unearth type uh, of environment. I think Dominique is really really fucking funny. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I think she's always been, since the comic view days, she's been funny. She's been out for, she's not like Saturday, I don't think she's like Saturday she Night Live. Aud- yeah, she didn't have that type of audience. Yeah, but I think she has always been really, really you gotta, funny. You really got to cross over. Like, people don't fuck with you till you cross over. Saturday Night Live is not going to fuck with you unless you, like, really got that crossover potential. And you and you got that wave right now. Tiffany Haddish has that wave. Because guess what? Because we made her hot, and then they take her. That's what that's what the crossover is like. We did de- we determine what's cool, and then they come in, and then we be happy that they came in. Hey, no, man, fuck that. We determine. We, we the didn't. Cool. I didn't say it here before. The money isn't selling out. Like that's that's when the real money comes. You're gonna have to, you know, put your soul on layaway. And once you <laughs> said it, <laughs> I mean, nigga, I hope we don't ever have to sell out to get on. Well, never. I don't never plan on it. Let me. Nah, it's never I just happening. I just want shop talk to be what it is, and somebody give me a check. To continue to be who the fuck I really am in Absolutely. real life. Absolutely. Viceland, uh, Oprah, the real Oprah. Complex. Uh, yeah, I mean. Complex giving out shows. You I know mean, what I'm saying? I mean, Everyday Struggle working. Now they got the porn star on there with um, 
with um Agent Zero. Yeah. I don't know if they got their little sports show and shit like so they Mia Khalifa, I yeah. think. Yeah. I fuck I can't stand that bitch. She like remember a couple months, a couple years ago, she started like started outing niggas for DMing her and shit. Yeah. Like nigga, I just DM'd you like I, you a porn star. Like I'm shooting my shot. Like and now you you putting up your blast. How you, disrespectful is he? Like you nigga, on the he, other side of the world. I'm shooting my shot. Like if you gonna screenshot my DM or throw me out there, like fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. It wasn't like some altered, like, he ain't say, like, hey, bitch, come here and something like that. Like, it wasn't no, like, I'm just reg- a regular shot. I think J.R. Smith has the best DM of all time. What'd he say? You want the pipe? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what what he's shooting from three on that one. Because he's pulling up from 40 with that one. And hey, he man. probably, you know. J.R. Smith is one of my favorite people ever. He's a funny guy. All right, man. Uh, you see the Nicki Minaj photo uh, shoot? Yeah, yeah, I did. Them fake titties is looking beautiful. Yeah, what you Just think? Perfect. About it? What you think about it? <laughs> I don't have no problem with it. I mean, it's it's really it's really like an artsy type of photo shoot. And I mean, we know what she's about. She's selling her image. Like this is nothing. We we've seen this shit before. Little Kim gave us the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Shit, Eve. You see all three of the pictures. Yeah, yeah. So Eve got a lot of backlash this week, and I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess I know why, but I don't know why. Let me pull my bell closer. Eve, you better step down off your motherfucking high horse. I mean, she married to a billionaire now. Uh-huh. She done turned her life around. You know, she she don't really fuck with the rap shit no more. She she living a different life. And as in life, we should grow. But don't forget where you came from. You were stripping too. You got you still got them paw prints on your titties. Niggas used to be able to touch your titties for a dollar. What did she say though? That uh, she kind of turned her nose. I don't have the exact quote because we she don't say we, shit. We don't quote shit in the barbershop. I'm not just, exactly. I'm just, like I but didn't, she turned. She kind of turned her nose up at it, like it was beneath her. No, that's not what. So that's how that's that was the 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 mute mood from Twitter. Like niggas just instantly attacked her. So I actually listened to what she said. She was like, "For me, at this point in my career." Once I understand now I have children looking up for me, for me personally, she kept saying, I wouldn't do it. Because literally you do got uh, your face and your, and like all three pictures, you got your face in, in, your, in your own crotch with your tongue out or some shit, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Type so, of shit I like. Yeah. So she basically just saying like, nigga, absolutely. We all came from the bottom, but after a certain point and once the kids start looking at you and you move them to that role model joint, for me personally, I... Wouldn't do it. And then niggas was like, oh, fuck, bitch used to be a stripper. Nigga, look, wasn't no kids looking up to me when I was a stripper. They didn't know who I was. And the kids still got Google. And it's not and it's not difficult to find that video with you and, and Stevie J. At some point, you grow up and you stop doing shit, right? Yeah. Like, what? Because they just, they asked her this question. They were like, so what do you think? She was like, just for me. And she just kept stressing, for me, personally, at this level in my career, like, because I know all these kids listening, watching this shit, I wouldn't do it Are for Are kids me. really checking for Eve? I mean, she was giving the example oh, as if okay. she was Nicki you know Minaj. Yeah. Okay. Eh. I mean, what? Like niggas just drag. Nick, I mean, drag Eve. Cause like nigga, that shit normal. Like nigga, you. Should. I mean, you should. You should grow. <laughs> like, um, like it's normal. Like to be. That's like, what I. That's what I get. I didn't do my full googles. No, I mean you ain't wrong with no shit like that. But it just like people just attacked her. Like nigga, and then I seen this one tweet, which was damn near on point. It was like I don't know why y'all acting talking shit about Eve because she is better. The Nicki Minaj in every single category ever in life. I'll take that. I was like, you got a point. Eve had her first. Her first <laughs> album was nasty. Eve had bars. I'm like, nigga, Eve is a like she, she better rapper. 
walk up on her shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The the pause is still on the chest. That's yeah. all I'm saying. She she married to a billionaire now. She ain't throwing hands. She got security. Nigga. She got security. You're not like you're not gonna get close to Eve. Nigga, Eve Eve was out this summer at the uh at the uh, at doing her, them concerts and, and shit. And her I, flow and everything is still there. She's still gripping the mic. Hey, she out here still. Uh, Some shit you would you buy? Know. Would you be interested in a new Eve album? I would. I got Apple Music. I'm listening to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't care. Mister Hip Hop, you just talk. You just got. I don't care. Talk, you just I don't care. Tell me how her bars is. Did she drop some shit? Her, I said her first album. You ain't she, listening to it. You a goddamn lie. You know you I'm listening not, to I'm it. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. You ain't listening to it at all. A new a new Eve album? No, I don't. Who producing? Who you think producing? Mm-hmm. Dre or Kanye or Swizz? Swizz. Nah. I have to see what the single sound like. I might, it might change my opinion. All right, man. Um, I just went full circle to not being interested to maybe to being like, yeah, let me hear that first single. <laughs> All right, man. I'm a fickle-ass hip-hop fan. Hey, man, this is a quick hit. I ain't going to spend too much time on it because I don't want to argue with you niggas out there in the internet world. Uh, Eminem and Beyonce's song is ass. It's trash. It don't got one drum on the whole fucking record. Just... In order to, you don't notice that Eminem can't stay on beat no more. That's why. No, and em- that song is fucking trash. Eminem can still stay on beat. He's still nasty. Now, Walk on Water didn't do shit for me. Now, I will agree with you there. Like, I'm never listening to that. I was song a little again. bit excited to hear like a new Eminem single, but that ain't that ain't what I was hoping for. I mean, Maybe on Saturday Night Live, we'll probably get some brand new like I good mean, shit. The singer was so good that he won an MTV European Music Award. How? How, Sway? (laughs) (laughs) Shit ain't even been out a week yet. (laughs) He was like, I I haven't put out any music this year, so I don't know how I won this award, but thanks. They just trying to get Eminem out there. Yeah, that's interesting. He'll probably perform at the Grammys with Beyonce. That should be an event. Yeah. All right, man. uh, It's three things I did want to talk about. So which one you want to go first, man? I want to get the most problematic one out the way, but I know that's not how you going. Yeah, we're going to say that one for end because we, we might spend a little bit of time on that one. Yeah. Um, so I got I started earlier this week. I was on the Internet, and uh, I came across – I was on Instagram, and I came across this video of uh, Call of Duty. And, um, okay. Part in the game where they kind of swole – they kind of went all by, and they, I saw what appeared to be um, – Black men hanging from nooses in the tree, nigga. It's yeah. just what it is. And uh, I thought that shit was kind of fucked up. I'm like, well, why is this shit in the game, right? So then I posted that shit online. Uh, a couple people reposted it. Um, and I got some feedback and shit. And I never, all I said was, at some point, shit got to stop. Some shit is just too much, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So I got re- responses and questions and shit from some good, some of my close friends, personal friends that I, I that I respect and they value their opinion in, in in real life. They're like, listen, man, it's not like that. You got it's something different. So, um, so they say it's about it's a World War Two. I mean, right. Call of Duty World War Two, and I'm like, well, those are historical base for those, the most part. Those not black people hanging. Those are Jewish people. I'm like, one, they look like a, a I know a nigga with a low Caesar when I see it because <laughs> that's what it looked like. Uh, but two. I never said anything about being black. Like I just don't think the the video, picture of them hanging in the trees is like is really impacting the gameplay or whatever. But it comes with a warning on the game that you know is for mature audiences that. What that mean? 
You want to see a, you want to see a kid get raped on a video game? No, nah, nah, now you taking it somewhere. No, I'm not. Bro. I'm not because everybody said this shit happened. Why you mad? It happened in real life. Well, nigga, kids get raped every day. You want to see that shit in a video game? No, nah, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't want to see a nigga hanging from a noose in a video game. That shit is problematic, right? Okay. It, it also desensitizes us from seeing that shit. Now, I know the official statement for them because uh, I did reach out. I know what their official statement is, and they tried to they they wanted the, the the characters in the game to go through that because it happened. Blah blah blah. And I know they saying that those guys that was hanging from the tree. We're supposed to be Jewish. I know a fucking nigga with a low Caesar when I see it. Look, it said it says images are disturbing and might not be and might be sensitive for viewers, and some of the things are fictionalized. But I mean, it's obviously for entertainment purposes. I don't know. That's not entertaining to me. That's all, that's all I'm saying. It's not entertainment to me, and I'm like, I I, I don't get it, man. I don't I don't really have a, a big deal about it. I don't care. I don't care. Can I shoot at him and call a dude? Uh, maybe that's probably. I mean, that's. Uh, it's like we be so desensitized to a lot of shit where it don't fucking mean nothing no more. But I mean, you've been desensitized not just due to video games, nigga. You grew up on in Detroit. You got PTSD. You didn't see some shit you ain't you ain't supposed to see as a as a young man coming up in the city. Like we're desensitized because of our environment, not from no fucking video game. All of us included. But I'm not the one that's playing the game. This is the children that's playing the game. Cause all the kids stayed up at midnight to run out and do it. like I'm gonna I'm fucking 35 years old. I know what the time I know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like once you see some shit and it's like ah, it's whatever. That shit means it it don't got the same impact. And guess what? I do want. I guess when you look at it from that point, the kids buying it because yeah, like because now Aiden, you ain't getting it for Christmas, bro. Like we all know about the strange fruit that used to hang from trees yeah. like it it it, it, it triggers something in us you know what i'm saying like especially in this climate it, it triggers something and i just thought it was distasteful you know what i'm saying i'll give you that um some people don't share that same opinion more power to them it's an opinion you know what i'm saying but they're like just, assholes everybody got one i just thought that shit was very distasteful and i don't think if that was not there it would impact the gameplay or the quote-unquote fun of the game if you didn't have them hanging from trees, whether they was black, whether they was Jewish, whether they was because like I guess people assumed that because they weren't black, I wouldn't care or some shit like nigga. The Holocaust is fucked up. Yeah, it's it equally is. as repulsive. Whoever's hanging from a fucking tree in a video game like we talk about that in the side of a video game. So that's wild. Yeah. Um, Did you? There's one thing here in particular that I do want to talk about. This three-year-old boy dying mm-hmm. from the dairy allergy because somebody gave him a grilled cheese sandwich at school. Yeah. I think this, as a parent, this is some shit that uh that really hits close to home to me because, you know, I have, m- my daughter has allergies, like mm-hmm. really bad allergies, and there's just certain shit that she just can't fucking eat. Right. And just to think that, because of somebody's negligence, I could get a phone call that my baby is dead. Like I just ain't, I ain't prepared for that. And I don't think any parent should have to go through that. Uh, that's true. Um, the reason I put on there and I wanted to talk about it was because um, they shut the school down and they doing their investigation, and then some of the people uh, they OD'd in the comments. Because I read, you, I mean, I read the article. It was like three short paragraphs, and it kind of gave like an overview. 
Like I don't really know what happened in the situation. Mm-hmm. They say that I had the, the child, the three year old. They had a written plan um, that the, the school or the office had. Now I don't have children. I don't know how the school system works. I don't even know how in that particular school it works. Like, does the lunch lady like have a plan on all the kids, or does she know? How, like, how does that work? Uh, in my situation, I they give you like a a little checklist or a little packet of information at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. uh, especially like for food. Cause you know, my kids, sometimes they'll eat lunch at school and it gives a, a list of things that she's allergic to like peanut allergy, just as an example, like yeah. peanut allergies or, you know, gluten shit like that. So, I mean, the school is very aware. So when she gets up to, you know, get her lunch and she has on her badge and shit, they should be able to line up and say, okay, you know, she can't have these items, so she has to gotcha. eat from this diet today. Yeah, a friend of mine I was talking to, and uh, she was like, in her son's school, like, they would have something on her door that says, somebody in this room has a peanut allergy. Yeah, yeah. Aware. So I'm like, maybe they should, should everybody have name badges that's color-coded, like, this kid doesn't get this or whatnot. Um, but, like, I was just reading the comments, there was like, somebody need to go to jail, they murdered this child, and blah, 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 and all that stuff, and I was just like, I don't know who gave the kid the sandwich because they don't really say. Like, so what if, like, the kid best friend shared a, a grilled cheese sandwich with him and he ate it, right? Like, I, I don't know what happened yet. You know what I'm saying? They still doing their investigation. But everybody jumped in and was like, put these niggas under the jail. And then guess what? If it's some negligent shit, do that. But, like, sometimes we be jumping directly to the conclusion. Yeah, I you sometimes you do, but I just look at in the case that like I'm a parent. Like if when when I see the school call my cell phone, like my heart typically, you know, gets a little gets a little nervous because I like I know my kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, when I see the elementary school call, I know it's probably because of my youngest son. Either he in there fighting or some shit that went left. So I. I don't know, man. It's it just hits close to home because, like, I don't – I never want that call. I never want to get that call when it comes to my family, especially my kids, man. Never. I definitely understand, man. And it's, uh, it's like, super unfortunate. I mean, so if your child has a dairy allergy and you can't say shit on the Internet no more if it's not PC, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, would you send your child to school with a lunch instead of having them go to the school lunch? Uh, I would, but I mean, sometimes shit happens, man. Kids, they leave shit. They, you know, they shit happens. And we talking about like a three year old. So I mean, it's preschool, so they probably are not letting him come to school with a lunch. They, mm-hmm. Like typically, I don't know like, how that shit works. Yeah, like preschool. You know. Say if it's like a Head Start situation, they serve the kids lunch. Okay, so they already know. They should. The school should already be aware of what the kids are allergic to and who can't have this and that. So, at what? And I'm literally asking these questions because I don't know. So, like, what age do you? Because some of the comments was like, "Why ain't they tell the little kid don't eat cheese?" It's a three year old. Yeah, uh, I don't have a three year old. Well, it's I, hard to communicate to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so what kind of information? As your three year old, because if you told your three year old, like, listen, don't eat cheese. What? How old is your it's, youngest? Uh, well, not well. <laughs> how old is someone? <laughs> well, let me let me say this. Because, you have a close. Do you have a, a child that's close to three years old? Yeah. Okay. But 
I, I'll equate it like to my oldest daughter. She's, you know, 12. So, I mean, she, we knew about her allergies since she was probably like two years old. So, I mean, the school has always been aware. And we make sure that, like, my ex-wife and myself, we'll talk to the teacher. Like, hey, you know, she can't have A, B, C, and D. We will make sure that the protocol is is down the line that, you know, it, like one of her schools had like a, a nutrition specialist. Okay. So, I mean, we made sure – or, or dietary specialist. So we made sure that we spoke with them like – Early on in the school year, we fill out the paperwork. And now my daughter is old enough where, you know, at 12, she'll tell you, she'll, no, nah, I can't eat peas because she know that shit going to break her the fuck out. She she can't eat oatmeal because that shit will break her the fuck Like, she knows she's allergic to them things. So now it's a little bit easier. But I put that onus, you know, on the school. When I drop my child off, you know, for those seven, eight hours that they're in school, I put it up to the school to protect my child while while they are there. So, I mean, some of that onus has to fall on whoever's in the classroom, regardless if, you know, they – I know how kids are. Like, I'll send my son out of, out of the house with something. He'll get to school and get to swapping and yeah. bartering with other kids. So, I mean, it may be a difference there in the lunch, but still there's an adult in the room. Like, you still just have to be cognizant of Man, those kids a, that have those that's allergies. A, that's, a, that's a big burden because – Damn, that's a that's a that's a big burden. Especially like if you the if you the person that work inside the school, you need to know each and all each and every one of those kids what their allergies and stuff like that is, and that's just shit it, that I never I never. But it may be hard say in the beginning of the school year, but like towards we, but this is November, so them kids been in school two almost three months. Like you, you shouldn't have a report. You should know by now. You know what kids can't have what. Yeah. I just never, I never took any of that into consideration because, you know, I don't no kids. So yeah. um, nobody loves you. Uh, I, I strap up <laughs> and I pull out. <laughs> hey man, it's hard to pull an Escalade out the driveway than there's a Ford Escort. Hey, pull and push at the same time. <laughs> get off uh, all right, man. So look, let's get to this real shit here, dog. This is the real question that I want to talk about. Now, earlier in the week, I posted a question on Facebook. Let me tell you how the question originally started first, though. I'm looking on Facebook, and I see a post, and it asks, uh, one of my homegirls asks, like, um, if you're in a relationship and your mate, male or female, asks you to co-sign, um, it said, would you? And then all <laughs> the women said no. And the only people on the post that said yes were men. I thought that was interesting. So I was like, well, is it are y'all saying no specifically because it's a boyfriend or y'all just don't want to co-sign for somebody? Because right. like like why is it why that specific tag for a boyfriend? I was curious. So then I went on my social media and I posted a question and I did a video and I posted and I'm like, so women specifically, ladies, if you asked your boyfriend to co-sign for you for something and he told you no, would it be a deal breaker? Or, I mean, would you look at the nigga funny? Now, I got approximately 60 responses. Okay. 99.9% of them said, no, I would never ask. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't expecting that. I call bullshit. Bull fucking shit. Okay. Now, granted, I am a little, I mean, I have a much more, a little bit mature following on social media and having known these people my whole damn life, a lot of them. So, I mean, we, we mid-30s, you know what I'm saying? So, 
maybe at a certain age, maybe you are financially stable enough not to have the eggs, right? Or maybe you 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 value your credit a little bit differently. So I'm not going. Yeah, I'm so not going to ask. Some of them, I 100 percent believe. I, I really do. But the other y'all, y'all fucking lying. Like you just fucking lying. One, this is the issue. One, you didn't answer the question. Because the question was, if you did ask, and your boyfriend, the nigga that you lay up with, the nigga that may stay with you, that you've been with for three or four years or however long y'all, y'all got a together, baby together. Yeah. If he you asked that man to co-sign for you and he told you no, you wouldn't feel nothing about it. Like it'll just be, all right, let me turn it over, go back to sleep. <laughs> Fuck out of here, dog. I don't believe that shit for one fucking minute. Some of y'all right now got the new iPhone X. And when that Sprint bill come, it ain't your name on the front. I'm saying. It's Charles' name. I'm like, you mean you, you, y'all, you ain't never had a phone in a nigga name? Like, I just don't believe you. I just don't believe you. You going to feel a... Now, granted, and these, I said 99% because two of my cousins actually chimed in. Mm-hmm. And they actually gave me some real shit. One of them said it wouldn't be a deal breaker, however... What three people? Because Vanessa actually chimed in. Okay. Uh, so shout out to Vanessa. Um, she actually said it wouldn't be a deal breaker, but there was only one of her boyfriends that actually co-signed for it, and that's her current husband now. Right. You know what I'm saying? One of my cousins actually said, FYI, um, somebody who won't commit to you financially is a reason why some people shouldn't be together in the first place. Finance is a breakup or relationship real fucking quick. Another one said it probably wouldn't be, and this happens to be her sister, said it wouldn't be a deal breaker, but you better have a good reason why. And it may actually make me question things about myself. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, why does he think that I can't do this and and stuff like that? I mean, those are, I think those are real and honest answers. But I just got to be honest too. Like, why do you need a co-signer? What did you do with, what did you do in your financial history and with your credit that you need me to put my shit on the line for you? And then the second thing is, what am I co-signing on? And, and And that was the thing. So I said a loan, a car, I said anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it could, it could be your cell phone. So, and I told you the story off air. Yeah, I dated a particular lady that we both know. Yes, <laughs> and she asked me to co-sign on the loan for her for five grand. Mm-hmm. I, I I told her like right in, right in the the little place where she was getting the loan. Absolutely not. So, so, so. By the way, and let me tell you something. That was a quiet car ride back to her place because she felt quiet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it it ended shortly thereafter. Because exactly, it was a deal breaker. Yeah. She she reached out for. So listen, I am not. But hold on. This was the second loan that she was getting from this place. She was already Mm. on like paying off one loan. Now she need another one, and she want me to commit to this shit. So I want. I don't. I don't want to people to, to misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you should co-sign for anyone because guess what? I'm outside. I'm out of the co-sign game. I'm not co-signing for anyone, whether girlfriend, boyfriend. Well, I say that now, you know what I'm saying? But if the woman I love that we not married yet come to me and she really needs some fucking help, I'm going to look her in her eye and tell her no. Like, I mean, you, you could, I could put your foot down, but guess what? She would feel a certain way about that. right? Absolutely. Like that's that's not bullshit ourselves. Um, so I was flabbergasted about like why specifically the boyfriend portion, right? Because I'm like, you may co-sign for your mom, your dad, your sister, or some shit like that. You might do that. Those people are you are connected with them via blood. Like you have no choice. That's your family. 
nigga, you chose your boyfriend. Like, this is somebody that you chose. Like, why are you fucking with a nigga who character is so low that even if y'all went, y'all separates, he'd duck his financial responsibility? Because it happens sometimes. Because guess what? I can be fucking 20 other girls. That don't mean I want to fuck your credit up. I just wanted to mess with all the other Like, I'm still going to I'm gonna pay you back whatever I but want I mean, or I, vice versa. I've seen this I've seen this thing go go two different ways. Like, I got a good friend of mine. You know, she signed, she co-signed for her man to get, get a new uh, Escalade. Right. That's a big, that's a big purchase. It, it is. It is. But she, she told me at the time her credit score was like 820. Yeah. So, I mean, he, that's, that's going to make a difference with that interest yeah, rate. Because like, he can probably, I can afford it either way, but nigga, why would I pay more and I could pay less? Yeah. I mean, it, with her co-sign, it kind of dropped Dropped his note damn near two hundred dollars a month, yeah. which is fucking significant Hell when you yeah. look at you financing a car, you know, let's say sixty months. But after about a year and a half, they did break up, and this nigga fucked her credit up. He just stopped paying on the bitch. Mm. Like they broke up. He 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 kept the car when he left because I mean she just a co-signer on it, but nigga stopped paying on the shit. Say so fuck it, whole ass nigga. Yeah, there's some there's some whole shit, but I I be I put my personal shit out here. When me and my ex wife were together, and she wanted another car, I co signed on that shit. I'm saying you trust her. Yeah, like, I mean, what are, like we you, we <laughs> live we living in the same house. We got kids. I I knew her car was fucked up, and it wasn't gonna make it. Oh. And I've always had the school of thought. Like I always looked at my dad that my mother always had the newer car because she carted me and my sister around. This my this is my wife at the time. We got three kids. Yeah. We got three kids under five years old. She need another car because her shit just ain't gonna make it. Yeah. My my wife needed another car. I put my name on the dotted so line so she get another ride. This is funny because I forgot this part. Everybody said I wouldn't do it for a boyfriend, only my husband. So I'm like, you only gonna co-sign for your husband, not your mama, not your sister. Like I didn't understand what a court like because your husband can still cheat on you and dip the fuck off and not pay the shit. Exactly. Like. Just because you say my, it don't, it, I don't know. I get it, but I. I mean, remember when Nextels was popping real hard? Yeah. My ex-wife needed, needed a phone. And I, at the time, we were not married. She was just my girlfriend. I got my girlfriend a phone. I, I put her right on my account, sent her a motherfucking phone. phone shit, and it ended up on my credit, too, that it didn't work out. Not because just a horrible person with money. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? You. But I mean at the time that I got the shit I was what 19? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But credit still fresh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the only thing that was in my like you know what I'm saying? That was the only thing. So, I mean I just thought, I just found it interesting that like the person that you actually picked to be with and you know this person more I, I would hope you know this person better and if you just think that they are a bad fit, they not gonna pay you back your money. Well, nigga, don't do it. But just off rip, just because it's the boyfriend, that's stupid. I just don't. It's stupid, it. and I don't believe that shit. I just don't believe it. So call, I call bullshit on that all day. You know, I do want to call bullshit on that because there was. <laughs> uh, so there was this one post, and uh, I'm gonna read it. Now the person did respond. This is my whole girl. So shout out to her. I'm not gonna say her name. She probably killed me, um, but she did say never. Like I wouldn't do it with nags. And then today there was a post that says a woman should never be struggling financially, spiritually, or emotionally with a grown man laying next to her. I'm like, well, what you mean by that? Because in my brain, this is what I'm thinking. That's not what I said, but this is what I'm thinking. Like a, a woman should never be struggling financially. 
when it's a grown man laying next to her, well, a couple of days ago, if she was struggling <laughs> financially, she not going to ask that nigga for a cosign. Clearly, that's not the only way that you can help. Right. But it says struggling financially. I always felt a, a type of way about a woman saying that she shouldn't struggle financially with a man. And this is why. I can't be, I don't feel like I should be your crutch. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make fucked up decisions with your money. And then you get into a bind. It's like, oh, babe, I need five. So let me share a quick story time with Dave. Let's go. It rolls right in. Sit down, children. Crisscross applesauce. It's time for story time with Uncle Dame. So I was once dating this young lady. Beautiful woman. Had a nice uh, nice little townhouse out in Rochester Hills. Uh, she worked for the Pistons. Okay. Making good, making good money. We would go to Pistons games, sit courtside, sit suites. You know, closet full of full of thousand dollar bags, Gucci, Louis, Chanel, shit like that. She's shopping literally every fucking weekend. She at Somerset shopping and spending money. I'm not counting her pockets because I make my own money. I'm living all right. I'm I'm doing right. what I can. Right. So she hits me up one day and said, "Babe, I'm about five hundred dollars short on rent." She said, "I was wondering if you could help me out." Okay. I mean, I'm I'm laying up over there. Like I, I understand that like when you laying up with a grown woman, it's shit that's gotta go on. I mean, the lights still cut on and off, the water bill still I wanna take a hot shower, I wanna eat cold food, and it's the cost of doing business. So right. I get it. But in that same instance, she asked me for this cash, say like on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. That Friday we went out like I was getting paid like the next week. So I was, you know, I can I can help you out because, you know. Commission check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Damn ain't no whole ass nigga. I can help you out. Yeah. But that Friday, she went out and bought a $1,500 bag. Hey, run my money, fam. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, this is before I gave her the money. Oh. We went out. Yeah, we we went out to dinner and went to P.F. Chang's out of Somerset. She's like, I want to make a quick detour. Went and bought a $1,500 bag before we went to dinner. So now I'm sitting across I'm sitting across from her at dinner with my arms folded, like, so you still need five hundred dollars, correct? She said, Yeah, because rent's due on the first. I said, I just I just watched her take out fifteen hundred dollars cash from another thousand dollar bag that she had on her arm to buy another fucking fifteen hundred dollar bag. Hey, I said, There's no way in fuck hey, I'm giving you this money. Hey Dane. Yo. I, I think I, I think she, she could have been playing you. She, oh, oh no, she. This like, was the first time she ever asked me for money, and I think she was trying to play me. But let me tell you, so I didn't say it here before. I say it again. Damn, ain't, ain't no, no soup. Ki- soup I ain't no motherfucking soup kitchen. You ain't gonna eat off of me. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving on Thursday. Guess what? You ain't eating off of Boss Day. I said, ain't no way in fuck. And matter of fact, well, I think it's your turn to pay for dinner. God damn it. <laughs> Cause I mean, if you got fifteen hundred, you got fifteen hundred dollars for a bag. You got seventy dollars for dinner tonight, baby. Shit, take that motherfucker. Well, I don't. It, it just, it, I just feel a certain way if I have to take it back. Well, bitch, you'll feel a, you'll feel a whole other way being homeless. Cause, the, cause them bags ain't gonna protect you from the rain, sweetheart. They might be ostrich, but they ain't gonna protect you from the rain. All right, so we 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 spend a lot of time talking about the whole credit and shit like that, and even axing. For the cosign, right? Right. Now we didn't have battle with the sexist episodes, and we didn't had a room full of women up here, and they was explaining to us how the man's supposed to take care of everything, or he ain't the man. Have we not had those people up here? Saying exactly. That shit? So exactly. if women are expecting the man to be the man and pay for everything, how the fuck 
you think you can't you like it's beneath you because that's what I kind of the, the 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 responses I got like was how like, dare this nigga how no I am independent I am so financially stable I would never do that that's beneath me that's just a boyfriend but I was like you know what people have a different relationship with the term boyfriend or girl it's expendable because it's disposable well it's just different from person to person so for myself it's been, there is a uh, I can count on two fingers how many girlfriend or three fingers how many girlfriend people I've actually labeled as girlfriend has been in my life you right. know what I'm saying but if you're a person that always got a quote unquote boyfriend every other week or every two months, three months, whatever. When you see boyfriend, you just think, oh, a nigga I'm fucking with. Yeah. Because if a nigga that you fucking with, you probably wouldn't ask him that. But when I say I didn't invest the time and we didn't been together for, you know what I'm saying, for X amount of period of time, I'm looking at you as, as a woman coming to a man looking for assistance. And this, this is the time we supposed to be the man in the house, all other bullshit. Like why would you not help the why would you not help your girlfriend? But out? but but the thing is that boyfriend title whole different when the bills start to come in. She don't mind that nigga kicking in and taking care of DTE, uh, the fucking cable bill, keeping that internet on, putting putting groceries in the fridge. Like it's all good for your boyfriend to do that shit. Like I just don't, and I'm not I'm not even promoting that you should be co-signing for people. Like that's just not what I'm promoting. But I just want you to be honest that if you need assistance. From the person that you claim to love, and they told you no to your face and know your situation. We painted a picture earlier before the podcast. It's it's December, and a furnace fucking go out. Yes, it's dead. Bitches go out because that shit happens. So life fucking happens. Now y'all sitting here with the oven on. You done went to Home Depot, and now you got to finance the shit. They was like, well, you got somebody else got to put that name on this shit too. And you look at your boyfriend who. Who who stay over there a couple nights out the week and everything? You know you got kids and that bitch. You look at them and Dennis, I like. Nah. Could you help? You like nope. You just a girlfriend, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you gonna feel a certain way and that's nigga gonna, what? You gonna let like how you not feel a certain way about that? It's more than a certain way that you gonna feel. She gonna be hot. It's. I know if I was in dire straits, and I'm never gonna ask you for anything. I would tighten my belt before I ask for help. You know what I'm saying? But. The Bars. question was <laughs> the question was hypothetical. You know, the whole thing was hypothetical. I said, if you did X and they told you no, I would feel a certain way. I felt that way with my parents when I was 22 years old. I moved out the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? I, we stopped talking for months. Like Why? we were sending Because they wouldn't co-sign for some shit? It was... To a certain extent, yeah. I mean, it was deeper than that, but yes, okay. at the end of the day. I end up, I mean, I, I got a car for myself. I end up getting a fucking 94 grand marquee from Detroit 2 with a 24% interest rate paying four, Fuck. paying $484 a month for it. Or I could have got this Chrysler 300M for like 180 You know what I'm saying? At the time, at 22 years old, all the cars I ever had was actually in someone else's name. I would right. pay the bill. I didn't have any credit. I didn't have a credit card. I just had like a cell phone bill. So it wasn't like you fucked your credit up. I, didn't I just have didn't any, have credit to I didn't have credit. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I ended up getting it on my own, which was the best thing for me because there's not going to be always somebody there to help you Lift and you do up. A, you know again. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. It's just a hard lesson at that time yeah, in your life. It was a hard lesson because, I mean, and I was, I, this is when I crashed my car. I was on vacation for two weeks. So I need to get to work. It was like on a Thursday. And Monday, I got to go back to work. I'm like, I need this fucking car. Right. So I would rather pay 180 
versus 484 for a 94 Grand Marquis, uh, which was one of my favorite Fuck. cars, by the way. Uh, was this before or after that Lincoln you had? This was right after I, after I crashed the Lincoln. I wish. Do you still have pictures of the Lincoln? Yeah, we we need to we, <laughs> we need to post that shit online one day. Um, but you know what I'm saying. So I felt a certain type of way. This is my parents. You know what I'm saying. God bless them. Everything is great. But like I, that's when I left the house. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm up. I'm doing shit on my own. Anyway. Yeah, I'm a, you know what I'm saying. So I got a, I got a kind of a reverse of something similar to that because I was I have, I left home. I was 19 because I just felt. I knew at like 13, 14, I just didn't want to live at home no mm-hmm. more. Not that my parents were just looking back on it. They weren't overbearing. I was just, a, I've been a young, stubborn, hard-head nigga my whole life. And I knew I just didn't want to be told what to do no more. So I'm I'm living out on my own. I'm 19. Me and my ex-wife, who's my girlfriend at the time, got an apartment together. We living out in Southfield, and I'm doing it up. I had a Dodge Neon at the time. Mm-hmm. On my way to work, I like two of the, in, two of the heads blew on my four cylinder car, yeah. on my way to work. So now I got to get another car. I, at, at this point, I found out shortly thereafter that my my girlfriend was pregnant with our first child. Okay, but at this time I got to get another ride. So I'm looking, I'm looking, and we was both working at the same place. So you know we was making like really good money back then. Absolutely. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna get myself an Escalade. I went to the Cadillac dealership, mocked that bitch up. Got everything I wanted in this motherfucker, and my note was gonna be like something like seven fifty a month. So I'm talking to my old man, my old man about it, and my only thing was I was still on his insurance at the time, still on his car insurance. Yeah. So I had to, you know, Dad, I'm trying to get this new car. I need you to call the insurance company, see what it's gonna be. Because your insurance going the fuck up. Oh yeah, my my insurance was more than the car note. My insurance was like eight fifty a month. But I ain't get no fuck because I wanted to just escalate. I mean, at the end of the month, that com- that one commission check we got at the end of the month would take care yeah. of that. Yeah. So I, w- I wasn't even sweating that shit. I'm about to get this escalate. My dad made an offer to me. He said, you know what? You come back home, me and your mama will help you out with that escalate. He said, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll co-sign on it for you, help you get that note down, so make it a little bit more affordable for you if you come back home. And I thought about that shit for a good hard weekend. And all I could see, like how my room was at my parents' house, if I looked out my window, I could see directly to the driveway. And all I could think about is I'm 20 fucking years old. I got a brand new Escalade in the same motherfucking room. I had crisscross posters on the wall. And my Escalade sitting out in the driveway. I said, you know what? I appreciate it. I ended up getting a brand new fucking Chevy Malibu. And it worked out just fucking fine. Yeah. I mean, it was still a brand new car. It wasn't what I wanted. Right. But just my pride and my ego wouldn't let me have that additional assistance to be like, you know what? I'm just going to swallow my pride and get me this fucking, get this Malibu instead of getting an Escalade and coming back to the, like, coming. All I could think about was being a grown man with my new ass car in the driveway in the same room I grew up in, yeah. my Escalade out there. Come to find out, I, I mean, everything worked out how it was supposed to. I ended up getting what I needed. I was finding out I was about to have a son. Yeah. So I needed a brand new car. You, and needed, it, a, you needed a place to live. Yeah. And you, I, you couldn't come home. No. Nah, what if they would have did that and then you would have moved back out? <laughs> well, they would have stopped helping you. Michelle. Probably so. Uh, Probably. But, I mean, it would have been. Why they want you to come home so bad? Uh, it what? I left home on really, like, tense terms. Uh-huh. Like, it I always I was saving up money. I knew I was going to move out, but like I had a little little spat with my yeah, mother yeah, yeah. and I was just like, you know what? This is fucking it. 
And I had only been at our job for like three months. Mm. I rem- we got three com- up until that. You know, we used to get commission checks once a month. My first commission check, I bought a gold chain. I bought a gold watch. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a thirty inch gold chain. Second commission check, I got a whole. Well, the first one when I, when I got to when I got the sales because I started in something else. Yeah, when I yeah. got the sales around. It was around Christmas time. Bought a gold watch. I bought a gold chain, my first commission check. I later got robbed at gunpoint for that watch. Fuck! <laughs> you know what, man? And it, and I lost. I just lost that gold. I lost that gold chain just on some bullshit. Like I don't even know what the fuck happened to it. That was ten years ago this year, actually. So first commission check got the gold chain. Second commission check, I bought dishes and all that shit because I knew I was get. I knew my plan was maybe like after a year I save up some cash, yeah. and then I move out. But after that shit, I was like, you know what? I ain't staying here no more. And I went out, I found me, the argument happened on a Thursday, I found me an apartment by Saturday, by the next weekend, I was about that bitch. I had $500 to my name, and I just dipped out. Man, when you first move out to crib, dog, that's a great motherfucking feeling, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My first apartment was four ninety five a month. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, my shit was five fifty. Eight mile and telegraph and shit. Nigga, I was on the... And I thought I, I thought I was living in the suburbs yeah. out, on, out in <laughs> Southfield. But, I mean, just how you was like, you didn't talk to your parents for, like, months. Like, nigga, my parents came out to my apartment three times in the whole year I lived there. And one time I just wasn't even there. Mm. So, I mean, it was – but but I've always, like like I said, I've always been headstrong and said, fuck it. I mean, if won't nobody else do it, damn well. And I, and I did that shit. I just thought that shit was interesting because I wasn't expecting the responses that I got. I didn't, I didn't respect 100% of the exact same response. It's just no. And guess what? A lot of pe- a lot of a lot of the people I believe. Then I talked to uh, one of my young girls. Uh, that sound bad, don't it? Yeah, it do. <laughs> she eighteen, though, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Look, she was like, "What?" She was like, "Nigga, every car I had has been in my boyfriend's name." She's like, "I'm not like if he tell me no, I'm like, what you mean no? I'm like, that's a real like that's so, a real response." She was like, "What you mean no? Don't tell me no. Like we gonna have a fucking problem if you tell me no." I can understand that. Y'all been together X amount of years. But I shit. also think it's like an age-associated thing. 100%. Like, like when you fuck, we all done fucked our credit up. We all done did something to our yeah. credit. And hopefully you did it when you was young and you were able to bounce back. But, I mean, when you when you understand how hard it is to build your credit back up and then what a good credit score means, yeah. like you're not going to just hinge that Arbitrary shit on that. yeah, just on anybody. Like, yeah, I... I've co-signed for shit myself. I didn't have. I have. I didn't have. I didn't have lights someplace that wasn't in where I lived at. I didn't had cable in my name places stri- I didn't live. It did strike me as I as the men were the ones that's willing to do the co-signing though. Because I always thought it would be like the men who were f- the fucking like. Because on the first post, all the women said no, but the only niggas who said yes was men. And I know I have co-signed for shit in the past. Yeah. I'm like, are, 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 are men more caring than women? Like, what's going on here? Nah, she she just want to – she okay with you fucking your shit up. Yeah, oh, this it's, <laughs> yeah it's okay for you to fuck your shit up, right. but we're not going to fuck my shit up. I, I can see that. I mean, nigga, when I talked about, like, the very first episode where I bought that half-million-dollar house, yeah. I didn't put my wife's name on that shit. Shit was all on me. Because mm-hmm. But my line of thinking was, like, if this shit crash – and burn. We I still know, got her credit score. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and we can bounce back with that. I can build her shit. I can build her shit up quicker than I can get this fucking foreclosure off of my shit. Yeah. I do think a lot of those answers was probably coming from um, emotional experiences they had with their mates and they thinking about that particular mate. Like, I'm not asking this nigga for nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It didn't work out. But 
I would never duck. Who a hurt you, boo? Who I would never you? duck. I would never duck a financial. Well, this is just me. I would never duck a financial responsibility because we ain't together no more. Yeah. Like I'm just not cut like that. You know what I'm saying? Whether me and you together or not, nigga, you. And I expect you to do the same shit. Because this is clearly, at one point, this was some shit that I wanted. Yeah, I cared or about I need this person. It. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I did this shit out of love because I I'd assumed I loved you. Like, I picked you to be with. Like, this not just some bitch I'm fucking with. Like, nigga, this is the woman that I, at some point, I thought I was going to be with for some some long period of time. But everybody got a different relationship with the word boyfriend or girlfriend because you might told it, you might throw that term around freely and like no nigga I don't get that shit out to everybody everybody has a different look and a value on when it comes to relationships we all weren't brought up the same we Correct. all weren't raised the same way right, and relationships right. have uh, a different different weight to different people just it's not it's not that it's wrong it's yeah. just different you know what i'm saying absolutely i mean if you grew up and your mama wouldn't just have boyfriends in the house, then maybe it doesn't mean the same thing to you as, yeah. you know, somebody that's loving you and trying to build with you and sees a oh, future my, with Oh, you. that's my, my boyfriend. Yeah. Man, nigga, that's the nigga down the street. Right. And that's his cousin. And that's his uncle. But, <laughs> but like how Vanessa and Fonzo, like Fonzo clearly saw something in her where he made the decision that I'm going to sign my name because I'm investing in her. Yeah. And I trust her. And clearly it worked out in the end for them. Like, because... If you keep picking the wrong nigga, it's something wrong with you. Yeah, it ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you the common denominator. I said it last week. A lot of y'all think y'all are catch, but you keep getting through back into the ocean. You keep getting through the fuck back into the ocean. Hey. I mean. Well, how'd your button say? I can give a fuck how to. I don't know. I can't <laughs> think of the. I, could, I can't think of the line. But all in all. Um, I'm not impressed, baby girl. You're not a catch to me. Yeah, that's I mean, I, respectfully, certain shit I'm not a glutton for. For every bad bitch, it's a nigga tired of fucking her. <laughs> the prophet Joe Button. Yes. And what he say? If the nigga, if you was that bad, did a nigga still be with you? Or yeah. Shit? Like, I don't care how the other nigga treated, treated you. you. If you was that bad, then that nigga would still, still be, be with, with you. you. <laughs> like, so anyway. Um, Ordinary love shit. Listen to parts one, two, and three for the truth. I, I swear to listen. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to do an episode called Ordinary Love Shit. I want to play all three of them songs. I want to break them shits down. That's I'm I'm perfectly fine. Like I, those are probably some of my favorite Joe Button songs. Yeah. The first three. Now the fourth one was there. I love. I, I, so I got a little. Playlist. It's not as good as the first. I three. got the Ordinary Love Shit one, two, three. Then I got um. Damn, what's the name of it? My phone is recording this shit. Um, Moment of clear. I I I'll show it to you when we leave. Right? But I got a little playlist, and they because with all the bitches together, and they and flow effortlessly. Fire. Absolutely, they flow effortlessly. Man, yeah, that shit cold. But shout out to everybody who participated in that um in that uh those comments, and it was pretty it was pretty fun. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it, ladies. I want you. I don't believe you though. If you're listening to me right now, I want you to pick up your iPhone and look at it. Whose name is this bitch in? Is it yours <laughs> or is it your man's name? <laughs> when you get behind the wheel of your car, that you know what chicks love driving them Dodge Voyagers. Uh, when you get behind the, the wheel of your vehicle <laughs> and you start it up, whose name is it in? Is it yours or is it your man's? Like, look at your like. Let's let's just have an honest moment. Look at yourself in the mirror. Who bought those bundles? You or your man, because the financing or the assistance starts way before you get to co. Right. You get to co signing shit. Who paid for your nails this month? You or Ray Ray? Man, I just thought about this because I I'm not about to be 
financing all these different different girls, this and that. I just looking like if someone who I, I pro, pro, probably profess to love or some shit like that come to me very vulnerable and need assistance, and I'm able to provide assistance, and I just look them in the eye, and they know I'm able to provide assistance. I look them in the eye and tell them no. I probably think that things are going to change in a relationship. And to They're going to end. And to say, and I mean, well, they don't end, but you're going to look at that person differently. It's for everybody to say that they, it would be perfectly fine. Hold on. She'll take a no from you, but who else she going to ask for that's going to give her that yes? Because you may tell her no. But this, <laughs> a, this a nigga on her phone. It's a backup. Because this, this is just a really honest conversation. Your girl has already promised some pussy to another nigga as soon as y'all break up. And that's the next nigga she calling. Plain and simple. Dick in the emergency glass? Yeah. It happens, man. Yeah. We all play roles. <laughs> which, role, which role are you in? Yeah, I mean. I've been the second. I, I've been the Sometimes you're the glass. main. Sometimes you're the star. Sometimes you're the co-star. Man, but, who was we? Was, was, I was having a conversation with somebody about roles. Everybody, we all play roles, right? Fuck yeah! I think it was muddy, and um, I think it was it was on um on a on a Bar Brother radio joint. But we were just saying like, so there's probably a young lady that you have never taken out, never spent a dollar on. However, she may come through, and y'all may get it on frequently. Yeah, and it could be a young lady. I, I've had, and that's the role that you play, and or she may have been out with a nigga that night, whatever, and then she come to your house at the end of the night, right? And it could be a young lady that you've never been with and do all the other shit, and ain't never hit, and then she go home and call somebody else. Everybody got different roles today. Which role are you in? Fam? Yeah, or you could be the nigga to get it all, and more. But like everybody playing different roles, you just got to know which. You just got to be honest with yourself, like. <laughs> Hey, you don't hey, you don't have to lie to kick it. You don't have to front for social media. Like, just be honest with yourself. Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna do what I want to do anyway, regardless exactly. of what you tell me. You are gonna do what you want to do anyway. So exactly. Um, you ain't got a front for me. No. I know you have. A, I know you have an attitude. If I told your ass no, it fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. You're you not getting no pussy tonight. <laughs> you're not getting no pussy tonight. Oh shit! On that note, man, get a bit of addiction. Uh, <laughs> social media shit, dog. Dave going wild. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at me. Uh, man, follow the Shop Talk Podcast page. Also, Shop Talk Podcast Studios is up and running. If you need some studio time, follow Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Um, we here all day. Yeah, we um, working. We got sessions available. You want to record a podcast? Holla at us. We'll get you in there. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to all the new podcasts that have uh, kind of started to come through and record with us. I please forgive me. I don't know all your names off the top of my head, man. but I know we've had you know a lot of inquiries and a lot of new clients coming in here. We appreciate the business. I hope you know that we doing right by you. The prices are affordable. You get good quality. Price of the brick going up January first. If, right. if you ain't fucking with us already, uh, so fair get warning. In, get in before uh, before the end of the year. Fair warning. Everybody who fuck with us up already, we we good. We got to insert that Marlo Stanfield. Uh, in there. Yeah. Price of the brick going up. Price of the brick going up. Um, One more thing. Price of the brick going up. Still gonna be cheaper than the competition though. Yeah. Uh, but. I got a shout out to How You Clothing, man. I just ordered something from them, and I can't wait till it get here. What and, up, though, P? Um, and as soon as it get here, I'm wearing it on the show. P, Ma, Ebony. Uh, can't wait. Um, I still have them on my West Side Landlord hoodie. I got to pull it out. I'm So I bought a piece that goes with that jacket 
that uh that P blessed me with. Oh, man. And I know exactly what I'm gonna wear it to. Also, we need to shout out um you got the my phone in here, the information for the get back to the D. Oh yeah, yeah. We got the uh the fundraiser coming up. Hold on, let me pull let me pull that up. Get back to the D. Um shout out to Jackie Wright for kind of Don King in this thing and putting it all together for uh get back to the D. It's coming up uh, December the 16th. We're going to do Give Back for the D. We're accepting donations all the way through December 6th. Uh, if you go to the Shop Talk Podcast website, uh, excuse me, the Shop Talk Podcast Instagram page, you'll see the flyer up there. Uh, it's got all the pertinent information. This is one of the drop-off locations. So, I mean, you can holler at me or Jay directly, and we'll meet you up here. Shit, I'll pull up on you out in these streets. Uh, and... You know, whatever items that you can choose to donate. I mean, well, whatever that's in your heart that leads you to donate, we appreciate it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you we're need looking, us to come to you, we can come there. We're looking for socks, hats, gloves, body soap, lotion, toothbrushes, toothpaste, deodorant, feminine products, condoms. Uh, monetary donations are accepted and all proceeds will go towards the donation items and food. Oh, and also book bags. Absolutely. Because we we try to put all these items in book bags and give them out. Um, there is a GoFundMe page if you out. I mean, you probably out of state um, listening to because so we can't pull up on you. Uh, so if you do want to um, donate, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash give back to the D. Um, and yeah, man, we just trying to uh, it's cold outside, man. And everybody don't have a place to live. Everybody don't have a place to stay. Everybody ain't been blessed, man. Yeah, man, it's the it's the holiday time. We want to make sure that we take care of our loved ones and our and loved ones in the communal sense of the word. I may not like know this person, but they in the city. Yeah. They are brothers. They are sisters. They need hats, socks, coats, gloves, and a warm meal. So that we're gonna be putting together meals uh, for people. And you can also uh, find out more information on another inst- on the second Instagram page, which is all things underscore Detroit. Um, gives you a lot of updates on things that are happening in the city, popping podcasts. We're definitely on there. And just, uh, you know, all the happenings and everything that's leading up to our fundraiser, Get Back to the D, because it's, it's time. Absolutely. Um, I, we kind of said this in the beginning. If your opinion differs bet- from mine's and dames, it's one of two things. You're wrong or you're stupid. Uh, but we are. <laughs> oh, 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 one, one, one last thing, one last thing. You didn't give out whose man's is this, but I am, ah, but shit. I am going to give out the music pick of the week. I got, I do got a whose okay, man's is this. Okay, so I, we'll make it real quick because now we in the benediction. They playing the music in the background. Sci high to Prince, no dope on Sundays. If you fuck with rap music, if you are a fan of niggas who can rap and got bars and quality production, this is the shit that you should be downloading and listening to. I've been fucking with this shit all day today. And I am thoroughly satisfied. No dope on Sunday. No dope on Sundays. I will say about that. Um, I always like Sai the Prince as a rapper yeah. and as a personality. He is. I have never heard him rap this good before. This consistently for this month. Like he was never bad before. He's always been dope. But when niggas find that pocket, when they find that lane, and he he's in that pocket right now. I would arguably say he's my favorite rapper right now. Well, he's like my not. That's a. Right now, of the he, moment, of my moment. moment, yeah. Right now, he's who he's who got the he's got the juice right now. Yeah. Um, who is this? Uh, it was a headphones. Oh. Uh, so who mans this? Goes to R. Kelly once again. What did he? What did he do? Uh, I'm about pee to, on. I'm gonna play the audio. Right as soon as I finish talking to this. Live man, copy on, Swookie man. I didn't. 
Man, let me just tell you something. I started listening to music like about six or six or seven years ago. When I was a kid, I played a lot of video games, okay? Mm. Okay, that's what I did more. You know, I mean, the music began. Sing a song, bro. I believe I can. Yeah, sing that. I can't. Seriously, man, man, I can't sing any anything, man, okay? I believe I could fly. I believe I could touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread her wings and fly away. I believe that you high. I believe that you're touching the sky. Smoking on that Percocet. <laughs> Nigga, where you going? Tell me what's next. I believe that you blow. I don't mind. He found some artistic white kid out on the street, and they made him sing. Um, he was talking. They made him sing um, I Wish I Can Fly, and then he started mocking him, um, singing it back to him. Like, I believe that you're high. I believe some stuff. You smoking on Percocets. Like, nigga, you don't smoke Percocets. Uh, like, like R. Kelly, you, you're over 50, fam. Leave First off, leave this kid alone. Why are you bothering him? And then after that shit is over, because he got some flack for it. He get on Instagram again, holding his phone, talking about, um, you know, it's just too much, guys. You know, let me do my work. And um, it's obviously people trying to blackball me and destroy my career. I understand that. But, you know, I got this one thing I say. I don't tell God about my problems. I tell my problems about my God. I love my fans. I thank y'all for supporting Kels. Continue to if you want to. To all of the haters, I love you because you inspire me. All right, one. Um, haters are trying to blackball him. I don't tell my problems to God. I tell my God to my problems. Some, that, that, that same bullshit-ass cliche quote, he act like he made it up on the spot. Like, I hate this man. Who is friends with him? Like, who is friends with him? Who, man, is this? Hey, man, he's still going on tour, but you're still coming out to see R. Kelly. Yeah, oh... I don't want to disrespect the people because it's a certain type of person who's going out to see R. Kelly for sure. And uh, you should be ashamed of your fucking self. Um, all right, man. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dan. Hell yeah. Peace. Thanks for listening.